Thank you for tuning in to Big Meat Sports Podcast. Before we start this episode, check out this ad. It's your boy Jose from Big Meat Sports. How are you guys doing on this lovely week? First week of the NFL season is gone and passed. And the Dallas Cowboy fans, this is for you guys. There we go, man. Yep, again, for us Dallas Cowboy fans, it's happening again. Our hearts are ripped out of our souls. We have high expectations every year. Just to be let down, um, like I always tell everybody, it's an abusive relationship with the Dallas Cowboys. Um, man, it, look, the Dallas and Tampa game, look, Tampa won 19-3. The Dallas offense just looked very, very, very bad. I mean, we couldn't get anything. When I mean anything, we couldn't get anything going. The only thing that we had going for us was a running game, and Kellen Moore said, "You know what? Nah, I don't like the running game that much. Let's let's keep on passing. Let's let's throw it into Dak's hands and and run these curl, curl routes and and all these other routes that don't make sense to me. It it it, it oh, my frustration is really real, bro. It is really real with Kellen Moore. I mean, Kellen Moore has to go. I I just don't know what are we like. What does Jerry see in him?" It's it's ridiculous with his play calling, not attacking the middle of the field and zone coverage. It's not just one time. It was multiple times. And this is the quote from Devin White uh, from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Devin White linebacker. He said last year, uh, told the media members, uh, use last year's film to beat the Dallas Cowboys uh, again this year. Last year, we learned they really weren't going to commit to the run and the runs they did they were going to try to get outside and not run in, into the interior. But most most of the passing game was a quick, a lot of curls, a lot of hitches, and a lot of slants. We knew, we kind of knew that was going to be where they wanted to attack at. Oh, my God, it's so frustrating. And this is not the first time this has happened. It's, th- they were saying this last year about Kellen Moore and his offensive play calling, and it's not creative. And then when you try to get creative and this stupid, everybody's on the wrong page and you're throwing reverses out there, oh, my God, bro. And, yes, I know Dak missed a a few throws, quite a few throws, but it's just the route concepts. It's just trying to get CeeDee Lamb open, and they had had three people covering him at one time. Uh, You couldn't really – he didn't really get open – um, yes, he had probably a couple drops here and there, but my thing is, how does the Rams find a way to get Cooper uh, Cooper Cup open, but we can't find a way to get CeeDee Lamb open? I just, it's beyond me. I, I, I don't know what to think. Um, I'm just frustrated, and it's just, it's another, it's another year with Kellen Moore. I don't know if my expectations are gonna, you know, ever go up with Kellen Moore still at the offensive, uh, as offensive coordinator. I think he really needs to go. We need to get some somebody in, in there new that is more creative with the offense and knows what you know, knows how to 
game plan and make adjustments on the fly. And that this is not Kellen Moore. It's just the same book over and over again. The only bright, bright spot that I saw was this defense played good. Michael Parsons is a beast. I mean, when he's rushing the passer, he, he, it's no match for any offensive line. He's too quick. He's too powerful. Um, he can use multiple moves and this, I, I feel bad because, you know, Michael Parsons and the defense played so good. If we just needed a couple of touchdowns, a couple of drives, and we couldn't, we couldn't do that. And then, you know, Dak gets hurt at the end of the game, but it was, the writing was on the wall. We couldn't score with our offense because one, our, they're banking on our receivers to create separation, win our one-on-one matchups, create separation, and so on and so forth. Well, they can't create separation. There's not one wide receiver that can create separation other than C.B. Lamb, and he's getting doubled and triple team most of the time. So it was just – we had max protection, only a two-person route. Uh, I mean, oh, my God, bro. It's just uh, – uh, but, look, that got hurt, broke his thumb, uh, you know, got hit one time, and then I think a, f- a couple plays after that, they got hit it again. That's where I think it really broke. Um and now we're at Cooper Rush. Um, you know, Cooper Rush, hey, look, you know, he's not a bad backup, but he's a backup for a reason. He's not uh, a capable starter in the NFL. Um, but I do, you know, he has been in the system. He knows what plays to run. Um, you know, I th- can he do a decent job versus the Bengals? Yes, I, I think he can. Am I going to bank on us winning uh, versus the Bengals that the Bengals team that just lost? Uh, a heartbreak to uh, Pittsburgh. Uh, I'm no. I'm not gonna hold my breath, bro. I am not gonna hold my breath. I, you know, I'm. I'm still gonna run with my Cowboys. I hopefully they do win, but if if they lose, uh, you know, it's it is what it is. We couldn't do anything on the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense. What thing? How how do you think we're gonna fare versus Cincinnati's defense? Um, yes, you know they have weak points, and it's not you know it's not the same defense Todd Bowles with you know Tampa Bay um but I just think that it's it's not gonna happen um we might put up I hope we hopefully we put up some points and and score a couple touchdowns but it's just embarrassing when we're the only team in the NFL that didn't score a touchdown the Jets scored a touchdown the Jets okay that's that's how bad it was um but the bright spot for uh bright spot for uh for the 305 which is Dolphins taking care of the Pats 20 to sevens. Now look, the Dolphins defense, hey, they look they they look like they haven't missed a beat, man. They they're attacking. Their corners are this on sticky coverage. Um, you know, defensive line. Uh everybody played very, very well on the defensive side. Now for the offensive side, hey, look, it was a little shaky. Yeah, I think there's a lot of nerves. Tua try got a lot of pressure on him. Um, but when Tua needed to make a throw, he threw a dart on that fourth and six uh, to Waddle to for that score, and that's just really, you know, that it was just game over after that. Um, but I do, I do like what you know I saw from the Dolphins. Uh, some plays, um, yes, Tua made some you know bad throws and bad decisions, but at the end of the day, he he didn't make the horrible decision to cost you the game. Um, he took his. You know, took the offense down. Uh, Tyreek Hill, you see that they're feeding the ball, but I think that sometimes he needs to look at Waddle, look at, you know, other people uh, and not try to force feed Tyreek Hill. Um, but 
they did it, you know, they got the job done and the Pats looked just bad on offense. They they look just as bad as the Cowboys, but at least they scored a touchdown. That's that's the only thing I gotta say uh, on that. Um, but you know, Dolphins are looking good, one and zero, and a good start. I just feel like that was a very very great start for the uh, for the Dolphins. High expectations for them this year, and um, that first game. It's always the first game jitters, and and you know the starters really haven't played a full game, so. I, th- I think they did a really good job and we'll see in week two, how they, uh, how they fare and uh, how they uh, respond to success of winning. Um, but I do think that, you know, uh, this is going to be a really, really good team. Um, and look, a two was undefeated versus the Pats. So that's gonna, that's gotta say something uh, for Tua. So you got to give some credit to Tua. Got to give him a little bit of credit. You know, he is, you know, he's not, Stop comparing him to Patrick Mahomes and, you know, arm strength and stuff like that. He gets the job done. He knows he has the accuracy and, and so on and so forth. But, you know, he's not going to have that arm strength like people want. But he's a he's a winning quarterback. And I think that uh, the Dolphins uh, Dolphins are are happy with they, what they have right now. Um, and then the last game I want to talk about, because it was, you know, it was, it was a crazy NFL weekend because, there was a lot of teams, and when I mean a lot of teams, there are a, a lot of teams that were playoff bound last year and that lost. So, like you know, Green Bay, the Raiders, L.A., uh, the Rams, uh, the Patriots, Niners, Cowboys, uh, Tennessee Titans, um, Bengals, and the Arizona Cardinals. You know, those are all teams that were playoff teams last year and they lost. I don't think anybody looked as worse as the Cowboys, but you know that's for another discussion. But the other game that uh, I had my eye on was the Chargers and the Raiders. Hey, man, this Chargers defense looks disgusting on the defensive line. Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on different sides. I mean, it's just pick your poison. And these these boys know how to rush the quarterback. I, what I mean, there was five sacks in a game, um, so much QB pressure. Uh, Derek Carr, hey, look, to me – Everybody giving the praise to Derek Carr, um, thinking that he's like, you know, a top 10 quarterback and so on and so forth. He's a decent quarterback. I I wouldn't put him in the top 10, but I am I'm gonna say that he uh he's not all he's not all that. I mean, I think he's a little overrated. And with three interceptions, I mean, you know, I, I just think that that's that's Derek Carr for you guys. I think you know, he had a a decent year last year, but Derek Carr is Derek Carr. Um, but, you know, he gave it to Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, 10 receptions, 141 yards, and one TD. Uh, you know, that's that's just something else. I mean, this guy, the route running, and I I think the, the loss aspect in this uh, whole offense was Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, you, you I think you're trying to feed too much mouths here. Um, and that's what Derek Carr, I think he was holding on to the ball a little bit too long instead of just going with his first read because um, he's trying to make the big play. So, um, But this Chargers team, I'm telling you, this Chargers team, their defense is uh, uh, somewhat improved. You know, I don't want to do a little overreaction on the first week, but it looks like their defense has improved. Uh, and we'll see how they, how they react. But I'm liking what I'm seeing from the chargers, but, uh, Derek Carr, again, I'm going to say it again. You're overrated there, buddy. That's just my take. 
some of y'all might agree with me. Some of y'all might agree with me, but that's just my take. But it was a it was a great week one. Um, it's not a great week one for the people that some of the uh, people that tailgated for the Dolphins game. Man, oh man, when I mean I, I tailgated for that Dolphins game, but um, approximately I think they said eleven vehicles caught on fire. Oh, and I saw that fire because I was out there, and that that fire was out of control. And whoever was the idiot to leave a hot barbecue grill underneath a car. Oh man. I, I mean, he should pay for everybody's car and one, one Pats fan. And I feel, you know, kind of feel bad, but kind of feel, I, I don't feel bad. Uh, one Pats fan, uh, losses $200,000 Mercedes car, $3,000 in cash and the Pats lost the game. That's just, <laughs> that's just, uh, I mean, that's just sucks for him, bro. That's, uh, I mean, it, it, it really sucks, but, um, you know, 11 cars got got torched in that thing and i just don't you know you 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 have to be drunk to put a grill underneath the car you had to be drunk and it was it was like you know a little short story uh, i was tailgating and and after the game when people were walking to their cars they're all happy but i was pointing to the direction and i was like hey if you parked over there you might not be happy and you should have saw their faces their faces just went from joy to Holy shit. Is he talking about my car? <laughs> so, but, um, you know, uh, also there's some good college games this past weekend. Um, but don't, I'm not going to go through all the college games and the big, you know, big stuff, but I want to talk about some of these upsets because there were three good upsets that happened this past, uh, this past week. And I, I told you guys that these NIL deals, are literally changing the how would I say changing the aspect or changing the the college football uh you know trying to forget figure out what word I'm missing right here but like you know platform like not everybody's gonna be going to Oklahoma or Alabama now because if I you know am a kid that needs money and I'm a five-star recruit, and you're in your Alabama, and you don't have that much money to give me, and you're giving to other people, I might go to these, you know, other schools that can afford to give me, you know, this big deal with whoever um, that's 1.5 million or 500,000, whatever the case may be. And I think it, it's kind of shifting. It's it, it to me. And I'm, and I'm telling you, you never saw Alabama play as bad as they played this past week when they played Texas. All right. They should have blown Texas out and it's a close game. I'm telling you, it's, it's close. Like everything's spread out. There's, there's a lot of these good players saying, Hey, look, I'm going to go to a, a D one or D two and, and get this deal, whatever the case may be. And look, just to point out the fact, Georgia Southern beat Nebraska this past week, 45 to 42. They paid Nebraska 1.4 million to play. <laughs> App State, okay, App State upset at Texas A&M, 17 to 14. App State was paid 1.5 million to pay Nebraska. So these, I mean, to play Texas A&M. So these are teams, you know, these are D1 teams that are paying these teams 
to play them. Notre Dame paid Marshall $1.25 million and they lost 26 to 21. I, I look, I, if you guys don't think it's happening, I do. Um, you, I might be wrong, but it, it might be just one of those years. It's just the year of the up, upset. But I just, it, it's just to my gut feeling that the landscape is kind of, uh, kind of, you know, changing. It's not all SEC teams. I think it's, you know, more teams are going to get great players, you know, D5 recruits because of these deals. I think the ACC starts, you know, is looking good. And I saw a stat where it was like Duke, North Carolina, um, and a, a couple other teams one, are 2-0 and for the first time since like 1800, like 1890-something. I forgot what it was, but it's, I'm telling you, it's, it might just me be. I, again, it might just be me, but it is what it is. Um, but that's about it, guys. Um, if you guys were following my bets, uh, my bets didn't go through. And I told you guys, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> I just... You know, as is my gut feeling, but you know, we're two and two on on the bets that I placed uh this past weekend. Um, you know, with you know, my own ticket that I placed uh placed uh this past weekend, which the Niners uh killed my ticket and Cowboys killed my ticket too. I couldn't believe that Niners game. Um that's just that monsoon. Um, but thank you guys for tuning in. Again, check us out on our major platforms, YouTube, uh Instagram. Uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Uh, I don't think this one will be on YouTube, so mostly uh, this is going to be on the audio. So check us out on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts if you have that uh, platform. Uh, but thank you for tuning in, and we'll check you guys on the next episode. <laughs>